Real Presence Live. It's this really powerful sense of, okay, you're seen, you're known, you're missed if you're not here. Local. It's that good crop of corn or beans or wheat or whatever it is that you do that, you know, you grow it, you grow it to the Lord, and if it doesn't come about, you just have to be patient and say, well, there's always next year. Engaging. Evangelization is the fruit of the love of God being poured into the hearts of Jesus' friends. Live. This is our charism, to be witnesses of Jesus' real presence in the Eucharist. Good morning all across the Real Presence Radio Network. We are so happy to have you here this morning. My name is Paul Braun, filling in as host with my good friend Janine Bitson. So nice to have you here this morning as well. It is so wonderful to be with you too, Paul. And and we're here live at Rose Creek Golf Course for a wonderful event today. If you've never been to Rose Creek Golf Course, it's really one of the premier golf courses in the Fargo-Moorhead area. It's just a beautiful course. And with all the rain we've had, uh, including this morning, uh, <laughs> it's, it's just in wonderful shape. And we are going to be talking about the... Uh, big golf tournament that's going on here today oh, in a little bit. That's fantastic, but let's uh, let's begin with a prayer. Sure thing. All things uh, are wonderful if we always include prayer. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Lord God, we thank you so much for the beautiful day that you have given us. We thank you so much for the fresh rains that have nurtured our earth and also that they've held off so that we can enjoy this beautiful golf tournament today. Please bless all the participants today in this tournament that are helping to bring funds to seminarians, uh, which is such an important, important vocation, our priesthood. And we just are so grateful for all that you do for us. Amen. 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 In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, we're going to bring uh, Aaron in this morning. He's going to talk a little bit about uh, what you're going to hear today for the next two hours on Real Presence Radio. Aaron, how are you this morning? I'm excellent. How are you, Paul? Oh, wonderful. What do we got coming up today? Absolutely. So we've got Pat Weber and Shirley Condellas here to talk about the event today. And there are a couple golfers that will be in the tournament, and we'll be talking to them about why they come to this tournament every year. We've also got Steve Shones and Kathy Lonan coming in to talk about the nuts and the bolts of the event. We've got Father Neil Pfeiffer coming on to talk about our to be our straight talk host from 9:30 to 10 Central. We've also got Bishop John Folda talking about the reasons behind the putt for a purpose. We'll go for the 10-minute tour. Mother Madonna will be here to tell her vocation story and an event coming up. And we've got Father Nick Nelson talking about Encountering the Lord through leisure. We'll hear more about that. All this here on Real Presence Live. Right back to you guys. All right. Thank you very much, Aaron. You know, everybody's talking about the weather in the Fargo-Moorhead area this morning. I mean, I woke up at about a quarter to five this morning from a big thunderclap. There's a lot of rain going on. Uh, one of the funny things that happened, though, this morning. So when that happens, I turn on the news in the morning. And I'm watching the news. I realize I am in North Dakota because the weather person, she saw this flash of lightning come on the uh, the monitor they had. And she goes, oofta, did you see that lightning? 
<laughs> True story. She said it. Oh. I went, yep, I am back in North Dakota. <laughs> oh, and it's fantastic. And our whole listening area, I think you probably got a share of this storm. I was looking at the radar, too. Mm. And I'm heading back to our lake vacation a couple hours east of here after the show. And I'm, like, hoping that rain van goes through before I get back. <laughs> well, if it's going to rain in the lakes area, you want it to rain overnight. Yeah, that, that's, that's right. That's what it did. It's going to be a gorgeous day. And it's going to be a gorgeous day for this this golf tournament that we have uh, coming up today. Yeah, and so what's so exciting is we have two wonderful guests that are starting off our show with us, and we would love to introduce them. So let's get rolling with our interview this morning. So we have two golfers here, okay? So let me ask you, what do you do when you put a bishop and a bunch of golfers together? We get the annual Putt for a Purpose Bishop's Charity Golf Classic here in the Fargo Diocese. Our two golfers with us, Pat Weber and Shirley Condales. And uh, they're with us to share, basically, why are you out here enjoying the 18 holes? What makes it such a, a tournament that you want to come out and take part in? Yeah, Pat, why don't you tell us, like, how long have you been part of this tournament and why you enjoy coming out here to do do this day well I, as i was rousting myself out of bed this morning i was trying to think how many years i've done this i think it's like six years five six years or something i'm mean, something like that and um i you know for one thing it's the camaraderie of the people it is just a blast coming out here and playing because i am not that great of a golfer but it's just so fun to be around these people and the other one that I really enjoy is it gives me a chance to really get to know the priests that I'm playing with. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times it seems like in church you're just so, it's, everything's so formal. Uh, and, and I understand that. But it's really nice to see the person behind the, the uh, collar uh-huh. and uh, that they're human people too, like us. And uh, so it's just fun to be around and hear them laughing. And then just the purpose of the tournament. Right. I I remember when I first started golfing, I thought it was putt for a priest. <laughs> <laughs> it's putt for a purpose. Same thing. I mean, we, we want to help these seminarians right. go through their formation. And so it's our way to contribute. But it's just a whole bunch of things. And the weather, well, so it rains, it rains. You know what? It water it drives off, so we're not yeah. worried about it. It'll slow the course down a little bit. Oh uh, yeah, slow <laughs> the putts down. That's yeah. For sure. yeah, for sure. <laughs> surely, uh, same thing. Is, is that kind of the same reasons you come? Well, exactly, and actually, it was Pat that talked me to coming out the first time. And I think we either we saw the ad in the New Earth or the Church Bulletin, and since we like to golf, we uh, we thought it'd be kind of fun. And but by the way, Pat is a good golfer. Mm. I, Thank she's shaking sure. her head no. Yeah, she, she is. She just, she's, she's being very modest. Bombs them off the tee, do you? Well, she does. <laughs> <laughs> I try. Let's put it that way. So, H- Have you golfed Rose Creek before? Yes. I mean, of course, for this tournament, but on a more regular basis. Yeah, so. we do. Um, there's I, at least once, twice, maybe three times a year. Okay, so, so it's a beautiful course. It is. Yeah. It's an so excellent condition. Yeah. Wow. So what do you usually shoot, Pat? 
Oh, I never ask a golfer their score. No, I, I can't tell you. <laughs> well, she said she wasn't very good, and then Shirley I, said I, she is. So know, I thought, there, well, there I'm going to. times I've been in triple digits, so come on. <laughs> She's a good chipper and putter, so. Okay. Well, that makes you two good teammates if uh, you're bombing them off the tee and you're getting them to the green and finishing the hole. You know it. That's oh. what it takes. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. Do you know who oh, you're playing good. with today yet? Yes, we're playing with Father Petro. He's from our oh, church. Fantastic. And what was really neat, I, I got a quick share of this story with you. Last year was the uh, first year that he had golfed. And our priest that was going to golf with us last year actually had to uh, back out at the very last minute. So Father Petro, I just out of clear blue asked him if he'd like to golf with us. And he said he would. He'd never had a club in his hand. He's from Tanzania. He's never had a club in his hand. Mm-hmm. He comes out here, and, man, he can hit it a ton. No kidding. Wow. Except the fairway goes one way, his ball goes <laughs> oh, the other. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> little, little, little army golf. Uh, left, it, yeah, left, left kinda, right, left, right. Yeah, he kind of has a baseball swing. So this year, we got a ringer. We get got him a lesson, and uh, I think he'll do all right. You, 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 you go. got Father a lesson? Yep, we got him a lesson for his birthday. So <laughs> oh, that's I a great idea. We're ready to go. Our yeah, main goal it. is we just don't want to finish last place. I think we finished sixth from the bottom last year. Well, oh, my I'm team so finished last place last year. So Did okay. you? Oh, yes, I'm we so did. glad to hear yes, that. Yeah, I'm glad to hear that. But we are, we are determined not to be in last place this year. Good. <laughs> now, Pat, we know the Golf Classic, it's helping support seminarian education. Um, with that in mind, how does that resonate with you coming on out here every year? I mean, does it make you stop and think about it, or do you come out for the fun of the event, or, or both? You know, there is a, for me, it's really underlying, and I'm kind of choking up a little bit because we have such a shortage as a priest. I mean, and for us lay people, we need to do everything we can to help support these young men and women who are looking at religious life. Mm -hmm. We need them so desperately that us lay people have to do what we can. And what a more fun way than golf Mm -hmm. to help them. I mean... God is truly good. Yeah. God is truly good by giving us opportunities like this. One of the us. one of the seminarians uh, or soon to be seminarians is on my son and daughter's team today. Oh, he, and oh. yeah, he's just a fantastic young gentleman and we're really excited to hear about him going into the seminary this fall, Richie Stanger, and uh, it'll be fun to see him out here. So he's been kind of making the rounds with our sons for the goodbye tour, you know, mm-hmm. well, oh, yeah. <laughs> and mm-hmm. so uh, it's he's just been a real gift in our family life with our sons, and and now looking forward to see where he goes with his journey to the priesthood. Well, oh, that wow, discernment time is very important, yeah. but it's yeah. wonderful yeah. that he's giving it a shot. That's yeah. right. Really That's yeah. right. Well, Shirley, how about you? Well, you know, it's so much fun to see the clergy inter- interact with each other. There's always a lot of teasing, uh-huh. a little bit of rivalry going on. <laughs> Well, they certainly have the competitive spirit. They're out here having a good time. But you know, just to see them visit each other, it's just, uh, and to, to meet new clergy and priests. And you know, God has blessed us with beautiful weather, and I'm sure it's going to happen again today. Yeah. Yeah. The and last then, little bit of rain is coming. That's through. right. That's right. <laughs> and not to mention the good food and, of course, oh, yeah. the good conversation oh. afterwards. I mean, that's that's the fun part, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Well, I'm wondering if, uh, you know, see, Father Miller's team won last year. 
Father mm-hmm. Jerry. And, and he's he, quite an athlete. But he brought in some ringers oh. last year. He, he brought <laughs> in those. Shame. He brought in three boys who used to used to play Shanley golf. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering if he's going to do that again this year. Oh, that is <laughs> you, hey, if you can get them, bring them. Well, exactly. <laughs> Who exactly. could blame them? I mean, exactly. really? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Oh. Oh. Um, uh, by the way, we want to thank everybody for uh, tuning into Real Presence Radio. Um, I'm Paul Braun with uh, Jenny Vincent, and uh, we have. Uh, Pat Weber and Shirley Condolis. I said that right? Greg? You sure did. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, with us right now, we're talking about uh, the Putt for a Purpose a golf tournament that uh, these two ladies are going to be taking uh, part in today. Now, we know that this raises money for uh, seminarians, but this also raises money for youth programs in the diocese. And uh, just uh, how, how does that, you know, when you think about that, um, how important is it to, to, to engage the youth? And, and, and to be able to get them to maybe be a part of their parishes and, and part of their faith. Mm-hmm. Well, I agree. It certainly is a, a certainly good part. But, you know, personally, as a Catholic, I just feel it's my responsibility you know, to support the new seminarians and also to help the, the youth. You know, they're dedicating their lives to us. And as we've said before, there is a shortage of priests. So, you know, anything I think we can do... Uh, is helpful mm-hmm. uh, to encourage them and to get them on their way. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and the kids, you know, when you talk about the the youth programs too, the education that we do, you know, before we get seminarians, we have to we've got to do something with our kids to plant that seed. So, um, you know, anything that we can do as far as classes, uh, activities that will just um, put those positive seeds so that they grow on the fertile soil because um, our society is not fertile soil for a lot of our kids unfortunately oh, and so there's so the there's so many rocks and boulders out there and so anything that we can do with the oh, classes, Pat, the you, activities. You, you are know, so right. Mm-hmm. You're so right. And, yep. and even one of the youth programs that is near and dear to my heart is the March for Life. Yes. And, yes. and that is uh, something that I've seen so many conversion stories in our kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, going out there, it's all about the trip. Yeah. And then you get there, and they realize it's, it's, it's the pilgrimage. It's more. it's more. It's so much more. And then they bring that mm-hmm. back and put that into their lives. It, it's really powerful. It's a beautiful witness. And these types of events, this one in particular, helps to support that ministry. Yes, for sure. My wife Mary and I, we have an 11-year-old at home. Uh, he just got back from the Trinity Youth Camp. Uh, this is the first time he's ever really taken part in anything like that. Oh. And he came back. He, he said there was some really neat things about it. He was, you know, giving us the, the chance they do at dinner and mm. some of the prayers. Yeah. He taught us mm-hmm. some of the prayers. Mm-hmm. But that, things like that, and with all the other programs, like the uh, the high school uh, get-together that uh, Kathy Loney sponsors, the middle school get-together, uh, that's where a tournament like this raises the money to, to, to get those kids to be able to come to these events light that fire, get them to go to other events, and as you said, Pat, maybe even move on and, and possibly discern. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it it's takes very a, important. It takes a village. 
It does. It takes a village. Well, in in saying that, Pat, uh, we would want to just thank our listeners because we realize you're not all in the Fargo Diocese, that we have, you know, 10 dioceses that Real Presence Radio represents. And these types of events happen throughout our listening area. Mm -hmm. And just to encourage all our listeners, however they can support their youth programs, that they can support their seminarian programs within their diocese, uh, diocese, (laughs) (laughs) plural. <laughs> uh, is just so, so important. And we can't thank you enough, Pat, and you enough, Shirley, for being here today and helping thank support you. those programs as well. And be- before we go, um, we publish we publish a prayer in the New Earth magazine, which is the uh, mag- monthly magazine of the Diocese of Fargo. We publish a prayer every month for uh, priests. And I would like to say that prayer right now, if you'd like to join me. Sure. In the name of the Father, Father Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Lord, We pray that the Blessed Mother wrap her mantle around your priests and through her her intercession, strengthen them for their ministry. We pray that Mary will guide your priests to follow her own words. Do whatever he tells you. May your priests have the heart of St. Joseph, Mary's most chaste spouse. May the Blessed Mother's own pierced heart inspire them to embrace all who suffer at the foot of the cross. May your priests be holy filled with the fire of your love, seeking nothing but your greater glory and the salvation of souls. Amen. 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 That, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. That, that's with St. John Vianney. Uh, and, and that's prayer. so beautiful, too, the prayer. And, and from the wedding at Cana, where mm-hmm. Mary says this, and that's like the very first act of stewardship, you know, and do whatever he tells you. And that's just something that needs to be planted on all of our hearts. You know, to be open and and, uh, listen to those words very seriously. And we get to do it by golfing today. (laughs) What could be better? Great event. We're no good golfers, but here we are. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you, Pat and Shirley. Um, We appreciate you talking about this great event um, and why you come every year. Uh, we do appreciate you coming on. And coming up next, we're going to sit down with Steve Shones and Kathy Loney on the benefits of the putt for a purpose. And uh, also, if you have any questions about the Catholic faith or even wanting to stump the priest, call in during our Straight Talk to make it later. And you know what's so cool about that with our Straight Talk? Uh, we're going to have Father Pfeiffer. Father Neil Pfeiffer is going to be joining us. And I really, really want to challenge everyone to to stump this priest. He, you know, he's wearing his North Dakota State Bison jersey. I'm glad yeah, he, but oh, but he's got that Bears Chicago Bears, Bears cap. Yeah, I was just say, I was just like, <laughs> praise the Lord. He doesn't have a bear shirt on. And then I saw his Chicago cap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he'll be joining us all this and more right here on Real Presence Live with Janine Bitson. This is Paul Braun. We'll be right back. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. One very important parish will receive special treatment at the 2020 Built Upon a Rock Fest, including catered lunch on the concert day, meet and greet with the bands, and a special preview performance. Built Upon a Rock Fest is grateful for parish support and wants to give back. All sponsoring parishes will be entered into a drawing, and the VIP will be drawn on stage at the concert on September 14th. For details, check out builtuponarockfest.com. Builtuponarockfest.com. 
It's the 63rd Annual PRCA Champions Ride Saddle Bronc Match, August 3rd at Home on the Range Arena. Top PRCA Cowboys compete for the title champion and collect thousands in prizes on the world's best bucking horses. Celebrate past champions or join in the live Calcutta of Cowboys on August the 2nd. The Champions Ride August 3rd at Home on the Range Arena. Exit 7 on I-94, east of Beach, North Dakota. Gates open at 10. The excitement begins at 1. Advanced tickets and information at hotrmd.com. Are you thirsting for God's love, His mercy, His forgiveness? You'll find that and so much more at the Thirst 2019 Eucharistic Conference at the Bismarck Events Center, Friday, October 25th through Sunday the 27th. Guest speakers include Dr. Edward Sree, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers, Curtis Martin, and Kendra Tierney. Daily Mass, Adoration, and Confessions are available during the conference. Register now online at bismarckdiocese.com slash thirst2019 and download the Thirst app. Taking what you experience on Sunday in church and applying it during the week at work can be a challenge. This year's Faith and Business Conference is for business owners, managers, and those that seek to integrate their faith into the workplace. This year's conference features world-renowned speakers that will help you take faith principles and turn them into business practices. Learn how to take your Sunday into Monday on Thursday, August 8th at the Ramcota Hotel in Sioux Falls from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. For more information and tickets, go to faithinbusinessconference.com. This is Real Presence Live, where the devil is dumb, Christ is king, and the Catholic faith is taking the place of secular living as the lifestyle of choice. just want to welcome you back to Real Presence Radio, Real Presence Live. I'm Janine Bitson and Paul Brown, my co-host this morning. Good morning. Good morning, Paul. It's so great to have you. Oh, I love love hosting with you, Janine. It's a wonderful day. It's Aww. a wonderful day when I get to host with Janine. And, and this is half, absolutely the best location possible. I mean, it's you're looking beautiful. out. It's beautiful. The grass, the beautiful gardens, everything. And you know what's even more beautiful? We have Steve Jones here from the Diocese of Fargo with us, and Kathy Loney. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Hey, Good thank morning. you, Janine. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Paul. Say, thanks for coming on, really. We appreciate it. I um, want to talk about Putt for a Purpose. Steve, how did this thing get started, and uh, how did you get started involved with Putt for a Purpose? Well, this was the brainchild of Paul Lear, the previous uh, Director of Stewardship and Development, uh, 13 years ago, and... It started out um, rather small, but we thought it would be a great opportunity at the time for uh, folks that enjoy golf to come together in fellowship uh, and and to be able to um, meet some of the seminarians, because obviously this is uh, for them and also youth programs, but also to see the bishop and, and, uh, and see him outside of a church, which was very nice. I am remiss. I should have said Steve is the director of uh, f- of uh, stewardship and development for the Diocese of Fargo. Yeah, he does uh, a fantastic for, forgot job. To, forgot to tell him that, uh, to tell the folks that, <laughs> um, and and is pretty much in charge of this tournament. You are. Well, I'd like to take all the credit, but we got some great support staff that pulls uh, this together. This isn't a, a one day deal. Uh, we start working on this in about March, so. Um, we started getting teams signed up and and things ordered for little giveaways and little prizes and uh, and started arranging with the golf course uh, about two months ago so we are very grateful for the opportunity that Rose Creek gives us they give us 
um, such a welcome every single year, and they got things set up. You can see all the carts out here. Isn't this amazing? Yeah, um, how many teams yeah, do we have? I was wondering how many teams. 34 teams this year. That is two teams short of, of two teams per hole. Right, and That's it's a record. Amazing. It's yeah. a record. That's wonderful. Uh, so, Kathy, um, this is a... That this event also benefits youth ministry, and you are the director of youth ministry for the Diocese of Fargo. Uh, could you speak how it benefits the youth programs throughout the diocese? What What's the money used for? Well, we give out a tremendous amount of scholarships through this program. Um, it, every, every year we get an amount of money that we put into our diocesan youth scholarship fund, and it just helps boost it. I have a whole list of different programs that it has helped this year. Um, we've given out over $10,000 in scholarships, and that's a record number for our department and to get kids, you know, to help them to come to the different programs that we offer. Wow, that's so, fantastic. So why don't you just quickly read off that list of the <laughs> programs? We, we start with, uh, in January, the March for Life. We help both students and chaperones. We have a program called Decora for young women, and we give out scholarships for that. We have an adult training program uh, put on by Center for Ministry Development. We help adults get to that program. Um, our high school and middle school extravaganza, we give out scholarships so the kids can come to that event. We have summer retreats or camps, and students get, can get up to half the price of that, those events. Uh, we help focus. Uh, students focus or students who want to go to the focus winter training program and mm -hmm. that's that's amazing uh, mission trips we've helped both students and adults fulfill their mission trips uh, we give a good amount to Trinity Youth Camp which is our younger kids coming up uh, we help them almost the full amount if they need it uh, search we give uh, we have four times a year we give out scholarships to students for that we have uh, this coming year uh, we have NCYC National Catholic Youth Conference we give out scholarships for students to go to that and then next year we'll have National Catholic Conference for Youth Ministry so for adults to help them get to that oh, so wow. we really spread the money that is fantastic, wide. Kathy. That is so wonderful. We want to thank people for tuning in to Real Presence Live. And my name is Janine Bitson, and my co-host, Paul Braun, are so grateful to have Kathy Loney, who's the director of the youth programs here in the Diocese of Fargo, and Steve Schoens, who's the development and stewardship director for the Diocese of Fargo as well. And, and both of their areas are responsible, uh, one for putting on the tournament and two for receiving funds that are generated from it so we're so grateful for you being here today to share how Thank these you. how these funds are used it's just so so important for people to turn out and support events like this for exactly. their diocese so steve give us an idea what can the golfers expect when they come out today for this tournament well, I tell you what, it's nothing better than to see everyone start to show up at 11 o'clock when registration starts. Um, it's just a gathering of friends, people that haven't seen each other all year, and it's just a lot of backslapping and handshakes and and uh, giving each other a hard time a little bit. A little so, friendly rivalry. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I Ab can't wait to see Father Miller. <laughs> and that's the funny part is to see the priests and, and yeah. the competition between them. Um, no, it, we're really excited about it. You know there's one kind of little secret sauce in our tournament and that is that we have 
over half of our teams represent a parish in our diocese. And then they compete against each other. Low score will win a trophy and also some other prizes. So what is, is there's a special trophy that travels around, like you're saying, to all the parishes? Yeah, correct. It's, okay. a, it's a trophy that travels around. Whoever wins it gets to bring it back home to their parish for the year. So this last year, St. Anne's and Joachim and Fargo here, they were able to put it on display. But that's the first time they ever had it. <laughs> <laughs> Where was it the year before? You know, I think it was in Carrington. Uh, they got some golfers in, in Carrington. Oh, it was in Let Napoleon. Oh, Napoleon. Napoleon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was in Napoleon. Before that, it was in Carrington. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. Uh, and also, the golfers, uh, they, they come away with a couple of gifts every year, don't they? I still have my, my gorilla head cover for... The, the from last year it was great um and uh but but they get little gifts as well well this year i mean we don't go too crazy but no it's, we get, the money's got to go somewhere yeah we got to make sure we got yeah. enough left over for you know what the purpose of the golf tournament <laughs> yeah. but but yeah this year uh, there's every golfer will receive a one of those yeti mugs uh that they can put a, a pop into or they can put some ice and a beverage into and then also a marker that they used for a ball on the greens. That's really slick. It looks like a little casino chip. So you're assuming that some of us are actually going to get the ball on the green where we're going to need the marker. <laughs> for you, Paul? <laughs> that might be a challenge. Aww. Yes. <laughs> That's funny. Well, I know that my daughter won the television last year at the That's Pup for right. a Purpose. She That's had won right. the television, and uh, you guys were so kind to... To ship it to her because she was doing focus missionary work down at Winona State and she did her two-year uh, commitment to focus and now she's coming back to Fargo and she came back and we're like oh where's your TV and she's like well I donated it to focus <laughs> so that gift has continued to give towards wow, the woman's house that's in Winona State great yeah. story all right, so we've got a little less than a minute. Stephen, Kathy, anything else you'd want to add about this event? I'd just like to thank everyone who comes out to this event. They have a great time. I've been on uh, a whole, uh, just watching the hole-in-one and just doing silly things out on the holes. And uh, I hope the rain goes away today so they have a really great tournament but thank you to everyone that donates yeah. and steve one last question for you if you're not able to come out and golf how do they get a hold of you so that they can make a donation towards seminarians or towards the youth programs in the diocese of fargo well i'd say the first conduit is um if, if someone is listening and they're out somewhere in north dakota just reach out to your local pastor or priest um they'll guide you uh, otherwise the diocese of fargo Beautiful, beautiful. Well, thanks for all you do. And if you're listening in other dioceses, give their uh, folks a call and, and help out the seminarians and the youth programs in those dioceses Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. In any way that you can, really. Well, we'd like to thank you both for being here, and I'm looking forward to teeing off in a little while. Uh, looks like the weather's going to clear up for us, thank goodness. Um, we're going to be having a very uh, exciting segment coming up here. Uh, we have Father... Uh, Neil Pfeiffer from uh, St. Philip's in uh, uh, Napoleon coming up to uh, talk to us here. He's uh, he's getting the mic on right now. We're going to be talking just a bit. I, uh, Father Neil's a great guy. He's, uh, I believe, originally from rugby, North Dakota. And, uh, and, and, and he uh, actually knows 
Uh, my sister-in-law went to school with her at the uh, University of Mary. Oh, that's so, fantastic. Yeah. So, uh, Father Neil, I, I work with him a lot, and he's a he's a terrific guy, and he'll be really good for this. He is, and we're just asking our listeners to call 877-795-0122 with your conversation, with your questions for Father Neil Pfeiffer. You know, we, we try and stump the priest. Uh, it's uh, He's a good one. He, they're all good, but he's excellent. I really enjoy Father Neil Pfeiffer. If you want to talk about life in the Spirit, uh, any questions with the Holy Spirit, he is just fantastic. There's so many things we can talk about. Could be something current in the news, um, you know, something going on in your area. How about outdoor fun? Lots of outdoor fun and how good that is for your soul. I drove back from our lake vacation to do this show, then I'm heading right back out to the lake. <laughs> You're not playing I, today. Oh, I spent all day out in a kayak and fishing yesterday, and who knows today. It's going to be something on the water. <laughs> so we welcome Father Neil Pfeiffer. How are you this morning? I am doing great. How are you? Wonderful. Uh, As Father Larry Richard says, I am blessed. Okay. Mm-hmm. We are blessed to have you. The number again, 877-795-0122. Let's get right into it, Father Pfeiffer. Um, uh, we want to talk a little bit about uh, seminary formation and getting your kids involved and, and fostering vocations. Uh, as a priest, uh, recall your, uh, your, your time uh, in your formation and uh, maybe how important it was to get your family involved in that. It's very important to get your family involved because there's guys I went to seminary with whose parents did not support their vocation. That and must I can't, be hard. I can't imagine what the, those guys are going through to be able to answer a call when you're objected in your own family and your family does not support you. Mm-hmm. And I know that uh, I know that through the process, the guy eventually discerned out because he believed he had a call but was not able to fulfill the call because he did not have the financial means and support from the family to help him. That is really sad. And, and so uh, you, I, am, I assume you did have that support. Absolutely. Mom and dad were 100% supportive of uh, my family, my brothers and sisters. Um, in fact, my nieces and nephews asked, why are you going to the cemetery? <laughs> I couldn't say seminary when I started. It was a cemetery. I'll be there eventually, but not quite yet. Well, you know, I told I told some servers I had mass at one of my parishes where I'm an administrator the other day, and you know, usually when the servers serve their first funeral, I always say, you know why they're putting fences around the cemeteries, right? And the servers will all look at me and smile, and it's like, because they're all dying to get in. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> on that note, I'm giving out the number again. We need you callers. <laughs> You're the ones who make this show. 877-795-0122. You can also send your questions on Facebook if you would like to uh, submit them that way as well. And anything you'd like to visit about, uh, please call Father Neil Pfeiffer. Ask him a question. Uh, he's fantastic. Anonymous from mine. So we have uh, we have an anonymous uh, question. Um, yesterday was Saint John Vianney's day. He was at a ours um, in France. Correct. Uh, have you been there? Yes. Uh, if, if you and tell what was the most moving uh, to your heart and how maybe you try to imitate him because he's basically the uh, the patron saint of priests, is he not? He is a patron saint of parish feasts, and his feast day is August fourth, and. Um I was fortunate enough when I was in seminary to go on a five-day silent retreat at his tomb. 
When you go to his tomb, the man's been dead for 150 years. He's incorrupt. That means his body has not decayed or broken down. And um, the, the retreat was so beautiful because studying his priesthood, how many hours a day he would spend in the confessional. 18 hours, and you got to see the, the pulpit he preached from. And here was a man who couldn't even pass his Latin class. His bishop ordained him. I mean, he couldn't get Latin, and he struggled with his studies. And in his struggles, in his struggles the bishop eventually ordained him and said, well, I'm going to send you out in a place, in a community, where you're not really going to make a difference. <laughs> but what I find fascinating, having been in ours, is they put railroads because people would come. He was able to read souls. People would come to him for confession, and um, they'd, they'd confess their sins. And, of course, he'd say, well, what about your, um, your horrific lifestyle? You're not saying anything to God about that task. And he was able to read souls, and he was able to set a lot of people free. I love St. John Vianney, and he's, uh, he's near and dear to my heart. And uh, just having been at his tomb, having had that experience, Father Fred Miller gave us a retreat. He was a faculty at Mount St. Mary's where I studied and uh, on the virtues of the priest and the heart of the priest. And if I'm not mistaken, I know I'm closer to the Bismarck Diocese. So I know the Cathedral of the Holy Spirit had his heart. Mm -hmm. We had um, it here on May yeah. 29th. Yeah. We had the heart of St. John Vianney. And what here. was beautiful, and I went to Bismarck, because Bismarck is where I go for most of my hospital calls. I went to the Cathedral that day, and they were lined up, packed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They were packed, and the, the amount of faithful that, you know, I, I, it inspired me. It inspired me in a deep way because the faithful lining up, I mean, here's the heart of a saint. How often do you get to see a heart of a saint? And it's, it, there were a lot of people at the, uh, at the cathedral as well, and we were able to have a, a solemn mass as well. Uh, yeah, with the bishop. Bishop, bishop mm -hmm. Folda celebrated yeah. that mass, and, and it was quite the experience. And, and the night before, uh, they had the... Uh, uh, the heart of St. John Vianney in the uh, Adoration Chapel, the Our Lady of Guadalupe mm -hmm. Adoration Donna Chapel St. at the Mary's. cathedral. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, and, and just just a beautiful procession to bring it there. And it was it was quite moving. I, I can understand where you're where you're coming from. Yeah. And and that that is so important. Uh, relics and the lives of saints in our lives. It's just so so important. Oh, it's, of course. And glad you, know, you brought that up. Saint Alphonsus last was celebrated on August first. Has got a beautiful quote, and um, I think it's a great lead into St. John Vianney because St. Alphonsus once said that uh, many people try to perfect themselves in virtue and holiness apart from Christ. And apart from Christ it doesn't make sense. And that's why I think it's important even in forming our kids as you talk about locations that we form the kids with a holistic approach. And many, many schools think it's a holistic approach, but if you're missing the spirituality and the God component for the soul, it's a difficult task to form the whole individual. Mm -hmm. okay. And that's why, you know, the, the saints inspire us to be, yeah. Right, live holy lives like them. You know, we have a, um, a question on Facebook from Rick. Thank you, Rick, for your, your comment here. Is there time in purgatory? Time is defined as an element of change. Any change represents time. God is perfect, therefore he never changes and there is no time in dimension. In purgatory, we are cleansed of our imperfections to, befo to before entering heaven. Therefore, this seems to meet the definition of time. So therefore, the question is, 
Is there time in purgatory? That's a great question, and I think it needs to be answered because in heaven there is no time. And I don't think the time in purgatory is like we think of time as a day, as a year. But there is time spent for the uh, purification purposes. Because, you know, I, when I always tell people when I do a funeral, I said, if I die someday, please pray for me. Please pray for me because I'm not perfected. I'm perfected only by the grace of God. Right. And that's why how much time, time has a new uh, dimension using that time. Yeah, there will be time spent there, but is it days and weeks and years like you and I think of that? And I think that ceases mm-hmm. when we die because we mm-hmm. enter into eternity. And when you enter into eternity, you can't talk about time. Because mm-hmm. in Scripture it says, one day... Oh my goodness, we're still cutting the lawns. Yeah, <laughs> the three lawnmowers have gone by. So I can tell you, time is linear here, and then they're coming through one right after the other. They're coming through one after another. Yeah, but the idea, the idea is, we, you know, one day in in, in the mind of God is not like could be a thousand years. Right. I mean, right. is it? That's that's a difficult question to answer. But I think you're looking at time from two different dimensions. Yeah, would be my answer. Okay. Oh, well, thank you so much, Rick, for the question. It's a fantastic one. So please, uh, more comments on Facebook, questions on Facebook, or call 877-795-0122. Father Pfeiffer, he will have the answers. Fantastic. I'd like to bring something up with Father Pfeiffer um, and uh, a question I have. A uh, lot of folks uh, have young children who are involved in sports. Um Many times, uh, and this is usually it's pre-high school, uh, those activities are on Sunday morning. And in rural areas like where, where you are administering and where you are a pastor, that can be a problem if there's only one mass to go to on Sunday. What, um, Bishop Folda uh, addressed it in a column in the June New Earth a little bit. But you as a rural parish priest, um, what are your thoughts on that? What when parents face that kind of a conundrum, what do they do? I want to even take you back a step further because yesterday in North Dakota, a law passed mm-hmm. that all stores can be open Sunday mornings. I think God's got a sense of humor that he used that gospel this weekend. What are we building? Are we building our heart? Are we building our ego or our pocketbook? Is it about possessions? Is it about what we do? I think the question is, who are we? Okay. That sometimes gets overlooked because so many people get so involved that they're not even eating family meals together anymore. You know, in a small community, kids are overextended. You have FFA. I mean, you got DECA. You got volleyball. You got wrestling. You got basketball. Here in Fargo, I suppose you can add hockey and soccer. But the thing is, is one thing I really respect on my faithful where I serve is Sunday is always observed. Whether we're going wrestling, the coaches, we're taking our kids to church. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't think you get that in every small community, but I think that God element has to be put first. I think it needs to be talked about, and I think that's a great question because I I ran into a family here about, I'd say, three, four, five months ago that said, you know, when we go on vacation, we don't go to church. And I said, really? Wow. Why would you say that? And they said, well, we're vacation. It's our time to relax. Well, 
Do we take a vacation from God? Never. Never. That is correct. So what what you're saying then, parents who, uh, let's say they have an activity going on on a Sunday morning, they need to really take stock as to what is the priority. Absolutely. Uh, parents in rural or in urban areas like in Fargo, we have a lot of choices. We we can go to mass later in the evening. We can a lot of times we can go to Saturday mass. We can find a mass where it doesn't conflict, but still should you still be doing that activity on a Sunday morning? I, I think you know, from a parent perspective and I'm sorry Father Pfeiffer, I'm going to just interject here because as a parent, if it was church or the activity, my kid's not playing. I mean, and that's, we as parents need to take a stand because that's what Father Pfeiffer's also saying. It's like, who are we? Well, who are we as parents that that would even be in question? You know, for my family, it'd be like, well, you can play in this tournament, but tell the coach you're not at this game, you know, and that's just the way it's going to be. Uh, and, and, and I think I think there's a lot of truth in that because if I'm replacing, you know, I am the Lord your God, what becomes the God? Exactly. Mm-hmm. You should yeah. not have strange gods before me. Mm-hmm. You know, we we hear about this in you know other gods. You got sex. You got money. You got uh, possessions. You got, but who is the God? Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's I, where yesterday the the, the Lord and the, and the and the and the fool says where your heart is right where is your heart what's what's rich in the heart of god and i'll guarantee you that the child probably is going to be okay with it it's the parents Mm -hmm. we need to work on (laughs) so (laughs) i'm sorry if if more parents make a stand maybe they won't schedule the games that's my um, point on on the sunday morning well we have another question on facebook so karen on facebook thank you so much her question, as a parent, how can I encourage a young teenage boy who's 13 who is considering the priesthood? That is a great question. <laughs> I believe many are called, few are chosen. The passage from Scripture is really at the heart of what's going on. And the only way that you are going to ever discover your vocation is if you take silence before God. I think our culture is scared of silence. As you talk about activities, mm-hmm. we're getting our kids extended because they need to learn how to communicate. They need to. These are all great things, but if we're depriving ourselves and our heart the one-on-one time with God, mm-hmm. how do I encourage that? We encourage silence. You know, I've got, we started Life Teen in Napoleon last year, and six of our kids started going to weekly adoration. One of the girls was talking about who's a senior in high school, that's my favorite hour now of the week. Mm -hmm. Why? Because I don't have to perform before God. I just have to come, bear my heart, give it over to him, and allow, and that would be my biggest encouragement for this caller because the idea is, are we taking time for silence? Mm Mm-hmm. Why? Because God could be calling your child at age 13. That child is never still or calm enough to even hear or respond, will they? And obviously, the, the, the old cliche is prayer. And that, one, that one's always used when talked about locations. Pray with your child. Pray as a family. Pray as a married couple. And I always tell young parents, especially as they start uh, sacramental prep, Start praying for your child's vocation in second grade. Mm-hmm. If they're called to marry, start praying for their spouse. If they're called to priesthood or religious life, start praying that they will be able to answer and hear. Mm-hmm. 
And that's our number one role as parents is to help our child discern. I mean, at least give the tools so that they can ultimately discern those. And they will never be fulfilled unless they do what God is calling them to do. Right. So I, was, I, I wrote a story for the um, uh, New Earth magazine uh, about uh, vocations and seminarians. And one thing that Father Metzger, our, voc- our vocation director, said was that uh, they really look at uh, young men who already have a prayer life. And that we can do as parents. We can help our children develop that prayerful life, correct? Right, right. And prayer, and the type of prayer for, for me to discern, was to be able to go inside my heart. When am I agitated? How am I talking to God about my agitation? When, and starting to recognize, when am I joyful? When am I happy? Mm-hmm. Those were always the moments that I was the closest to God. Wow, that's beautiful, Father Pfeiffer. We want to ask our callers, 877-795-0122. We just have a few minutes here, so if you get your calls in or on Facebook, your questions or or even comments, it doesn't have to be a question. Maybe it's something you want to talk about that's going on in the world. Uh, Get Father Neil Pfeiffer's take on that. Uh, It could be just something that uh, you'd like us to pray for. Uh, you certainly can send your prayer intentions, and we would love to pray f- with you on that. So 877-795-0122. Well, we were talking about having that quiet time. But kids are kids, right? They also need to uh, have that activity time and uh, uh, you know, outdoor fun. Uh, I'm sure uh, there's a lot of it going on in Napoleon, as all in other communities, uh, especially in the summertime, getting the kids involved in outdoor activities before school starts. Is that an, an important thing in their spiritual life as well, do you think? Absolutely. Last night I was, t- I was sitting down with a family, a, a mother, and she had three grown children with uh, all of her grandchildren sitting there, and one of the parents said, you know, I can't wait till August 20th when our kids get back in the oh, classroom. <laughs> and the idea, the idea was, this time of the year, they go so rambunctious. Are activities important? Yeah, because it keeps their mind. Keeps their mind occupied. It keeps them tempered. All things in moderation. Prayer, fun, activities. Moderation. Now, if I were to play golf all day, every day, what would, that do? What would that do to my priesthood? Now, if I were to golf and maybe do a holy hour and maybe get to somebody's house you can cover quite a bit of ground to be able to do things in moderation now if i was just going visiting people straight through and i never prayed how effective of a pastor would i be yeah and i think i think that that summer activities yes so important because as summer wraps down as they enter into the classroom they're back into the back into the routine mm-hmm. And I think last week, traditionally, last weekend, I saw a report was the busiest travel weekend of the summer. Statistically, that that first weekend in August. Mm-hmm. Because things, it's like it's our last hurrah. Let's go somewhere. Let's do something. Because once activities in the school start, the books start, yeah, it gets tough to plan that. I, I always dreaded that first day of school. I just loved having my kids home, and I just dreaded, dreaded, dreaded it. And it took me a week to get over the fact that they were back in school. <laughs> I just love my, that was the best thing was being a mom. Um, we have another question. Uh, she's not on the phone, but um, in the first reading this past Sunday, what was meant by all things are vanity? All things are vanity. All things are passing. 
That's the best way, the simplest way to put it. All things are passing. We're not meant for this world. We're meant for heaven. And everything in this world is passing. And as we're all passing, we're passing where? Hopefully into eternity. All things are vanity. Things of this world aren't going to make us happy. All things are vanity. What in this world is going to make us happy? There's nothing happier for us than to be in heaven and united with God. And when you look at the gospel and they talk about uh, the rich man who had such a great harvest, and then he said, well, I'm going to build bigger bins and I'm going to store it and I'm going to have all this. And what did the Lord say to him? You fool, this night your life will be demanded of you. Now what do you have? Exactly. Even the grain bins would be vanity. Why? Because those two are passing. We can't take it with us. That's why the question is, it's not how many possessions do I have. Rather, what's going on in my heart? Mm-hmm. How am I being Christ to others? All things are vanity. All things are passing. Because we're, heaven is our true home, as St. Paul tells us. So don't be uh, jealous of your neighbor's possessions. Uh, don't be, you know, that's a sin right there. Oh, it is, no. it is, but it's yes. tough. It's tough for yeah. a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It's tough because they look at it and it's like, well, how come I don't man up to be good enough? What's wrong with me? Yeah. You know, I saw a great quote last week. Don't compare your children. Why? Because the sun and the moon give light in their proper time. Mm-hmm. Our children will shine in the proper time if we allow that. That's that's very good. That's, that's good very to know. beautiful. Yeah. Very beautiful. Well, we just have about five minutes left, so eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Please join us from around our listening area to ask Father Pfeiffer a question, or just join in the conversation of what's going on in the world. I think um, you know this tournament, uh, helping to support youth programs, is such a fantastic thi- thing. We see so much trouble in our world today, and especially for our youth. When you even think of the young people who, you know, that carnage that happened. Young people. That yeah, were last weekend. Last weekend we just had a group of, uh, I think it was 25, who went down to Steubenville. The conference down at St. Thomas in Minneapolis. The gym was packed. We, we, they ran out of tickets. And there was three more kids who still wanted to go, and it's like we couldn't get them in. They come home. They're lit up on fire the Saturday night. Um, Eucharistic procession through the gymnasium. Livens the crowd. I think keeping kids connected is so important, even like even a Bible study. or um, We're taking a group down to NCYC in Indianapolis in November mm-hmm. from our parish. And the thing is, is the more we can expose them to Christ, we just have to bring them to Christ. Christ does the work. Right. It's not what we do. Mm-hmm. How do we engage them? Someone did something very special in your parish that allowed you to bring kids to Rome. Is that right? That's correct. Every year, our seniors get a free trip to Rome if they go through CCD through the 12th grade. And actually, it's been several benefactors because some of the families are now starting to pay it forward because their kids have been recipients. And we walk in the footsteps of St. Philip Neri, our our patron saint, who is a second-grade apostle to Rome. And the idea is taking them to Rome. We have a senior retreat. They go to CCD. They fulfill the obligations of the benefactor. A free trip. You know what? I watched conversion happen over there mm-hmm. with the seniors. In fact, I had one girl stop me after Mass yesterday, and it's like, Father, after that trip, I don't know how anybody can lose their faith. After that trip. Why is it after that trip? Because she saw the St. Peter, the St. John Paul II, the St. Paul. She saw the tombs. She visited the tombs. 
It made it real for it you. It became very real. That's just <laughs> what I was thinking, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and, you know, all of us, you know, when there are these tragedies in the world, it's like you think of the baby. You think of the baby being born, that young child, that perfect gift from God, and what happens. And it is. It's our hearts, and it's being uh, separated from God. And so the more we can get our youth into these programs and knowing Christ and having the relationship with Him, obviously they have a role in receiving that, but mm-hmm. we need to make these opportunities available. Mm-hmm. And in fact, there's even a, an opportunity in Duluth. Uh, a listener is uh, bringing this up. In Duluth, there's an event called Theology Uncapped, which brings together a priest and a Lutheran pastor to talk about topics that both don't have a common understanding on. Uh, can you, Father Pfeiffer, talk about the importance of being able to have dialogue with our brothers and sisters, even if we are on different faiths? You know, that's what evangelization is all about. Mm-hmm. Um, we had an event in our town, uh, I don't know, it's maybe March. And I happened to be at that event, and it happened to be in a bar setting. And you go down there, and it's like, yeah, who's going to come to me? I mean, just going to go participate, and you know, there's a few parishioners. After the event, I had a lady come up and start talking to me about the faith, and it's like, really? And I said, what faith background are you? She said, I'm of no faith. Hmm. Really? So I said, just a simple question. I'm not trying to impose on you. Where do you want to be buried someday? In a rock pile? In a cemetery? What is your view on God? Do you even want a funeral? And that's all I talked to this lady about, and we had a common dialogue she came into my office three weeks ago. She wants to start RCIA. Oh, it's beautiful. Why? Because, you know what? I'm approachable. She saw me down there in my clerics. You know what? Here's a pr- I'm not going to stop in that man's office. I'm not going to talk to him at the hardware store or the grocery store. I took the purpose. It's like, you know, I know you work in this office in town, and, you know, and she's the one that's like, you know, how do you evangelize? Evangelization is so important because Christ said... There's, he prayed for the one church on the night of the Last Supper. Mm-hmm. There was one church for 1,517 years. One church. Today in America, we have 40,000 churches that call themselves Christian. 40,000. There was one church till 1517. What happened? People don't get along. Well, if there was one church, one faith, the question to ask then is, who started your church? And I'm not putting any other religions down. We could use King Henry VIII on the sin of adultery. He didn't get an element from Rome. What did he do? I'm breaking away. I want to start my own and I'm going to get married. I want to do my own thing. Really? No. Jesus and the twelve start your church. That's important because to enter into that dialogue that you are doing, that's where the dialogue happens. The Lutherans aren't going to come to my office as a Catholic priest and say, Father, what's your view on purgatory and what's your view on Mary? No, we have to get out and when it be normal. As Monsignor Richter says, be normal. And then just little nuggets. Give them something to think about. We all can uh, can be part of apologetics, can't we? We we all can evangelize. Absolutely. Uh, just just be open, listening to other people, um, and 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 just discuss just just discuss what you believe with them. Well, you may be challenged. Yeah. And that's what's so beautiful about Real Presence Radio. I mean, that gives such an opportunity to to learn those apologetics, to learn what it is we believe, and then how to articulate and speak to it. And it all has to be in our heart, mind, and soul. You know, we need to just always be striving to learn. There's no way I will ever, ever know everything there is to know about the faith, but to 
keep trying, keep trying, and keep growing is, is my prayer and my hope. And ask the Holy Spirit to help, right, Father? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, and and you, you are very close to the Holy Spirit. You are very knowledgeable of yeah. the works of the Holy Spirit. Uh, oh, yeah. And I've, I've heard you say to many that just let him do the work through you. Yeah. And that's even that's the biggest encouragement to, to uh, parents with children. You bring them to Jesus, you get out of the way. You don't micromanage them. And that, that's don't. a good point. Yeah. It you bring is. your child to Jesus, you get out of the way. Well, we only have 30 seconds, and hopefully we can find you a different hat uh, here. <laughs> There's nothing better than the one I got on. Come well, on. A Real Presence Radio oh. Network hat works way better than the Bears. <laughs> Stop, Bears. But thank you so much for all who have called and wrote in your questions. Uh, join us on the other side of the break. We will have Bishop John Folda joining us and talk about seminary formation. 